Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Movie Digest. I'm JQ. And I'm Finn. And this week's episode is our roundup of 2013. So it's now January 2014. Happy New Year, everybody, Happy by the way. Year. Hope yeah. you had a good Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I had a good Christmas. <laughs> That's ended that conversation. Um, so let's go back through the year. Mm. What was your f- highlight of the year last year? film-wise um well i actually struggled to, to come up with like a definitive ranking them in order kind yeah. of thing so mine are all just kind of a just a bunch of my favorite films with the one clear winner ah okay do you have a clear winner from your list only one that stands out but if it was on the shelf for my dvd collection i wouldn't go oh i'm gonna watch that okay that okay. makes sense yeah, that's kind of what mine's like as well. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite film of last year, I think, was Gravity. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. But in the whole of your collection, where would it rank? It's one of those things as well that... Because when we reviewed Gravity, as a cinematic experience, it's one of the best I've ever had. I saw it in 3D at the IMAX. Yeah. And it was so tense. and. Yeah. It looked amazing. Like you really felt you were in the middle of it. But I just wonder, I haven't seen it yet in 2D. And I wonder if you see that in 2D or on DVD. On a small screen. Is it going to be the same film? Because um, the story's not that great. It's not. So I, I wonder. I mean, yeah, it was my favorite film purely for the experience that I had at the cinema. Yeah. Um, but I wonder about the longevity of Gravity. I don't think it'll last very long. Yeah. Unfortunately. Having said that, I mean, I, I felt it was quite a good year for cinema last year. I thought there were quite a few really good films. Just a couple of my my highlights would be um, Oblivion, the Tom Cruise sci-fi film. Yes, that was which very good. I thought was grossly underrated. I thought it was really excellent. And there were, it wasn't a perfect film, but I think in years to come, I think that might be... Yeah, we rewatched that over Christmas because the mother-in-law hadn't seen it. And mm. it, was, it was just, I enjoyed watching it the second time. I, I, I've watched it two or three times uh, since I got it on DVD legally. Yes, I got and it on DVD, <laughs> DVD as well. Uh, I, I thought it was great. It was really, really good. Fast and the Furious 6 I really enjoyed as yep. well. It was one of my favourite blockbusters of last year. be interesting to see how that carries <laughs> on now. Uh, yeah. They've said that they're going to re- write Paul Walker's character, give him a proper send-off while not killing off the character like making him die in the film apparently I talked about it a few times last year Sunshine on Leith I thought was absolutely fantastic Uh, Alpha Papa as well for me one of the best films of last year as a Partridge fan it was definitely uh, the best I could have hoped for for uh, (laughs) uh, cinema outing and then two kind of like little indie flicks I absolutely loved Before Midnight the conclusion to the Before trilogy oh yes oh my god it's Ethan Hawke and um, <laughs> Julie Delpy. I've never Delpin. seen any of them, so I'm not quite ah, sure. They're great, they're great. And Blue Jasmine as well for me was one of my favourite films of last year. The uh, Woody Allen film with Kate Blanchett in it. Oh, which right, okay. I think she's been BAFTA nominated for it, so hopefully it does quite well in awards season coming up. Cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, what were kind of your favourite films of last year? Star Trek, probably. Star Trek, yeah. As we did a special on it. We did do a special yeah. on it. <laughs> Episode 17, 18. <laughs> if you want that. to go back and check it out in iTunes. Um, should have really done some research. Nothing really comes <laughs> out apart from Star Trek. Well, there were another couple that 
just a huge big list of like the films I enjoyed. They wouldn't be my favorite films of last year, but other ones that I did enjoy would be Only God Forgives, World War Z, Place Beyond the Pines, The Conjuring. I thought was brilliant. Still haven't seen that. Uh, the Bling Ring, Francis Ha, Wreck It Ralph. Did you see that? Mm. I thought it was brilliant. It was good, but it's not amazing. Oh, I thought it was great. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, Trance, the Danny Boyle film, Filth, Cloud Atlas. I really enjoyed. Django Unchained, oh, yes. The World's End, yeah. This is the end. Captain Phillips, The Way Way Back, Spring Breakers, The Great Gatsby, Now You See Me, I really enjoyed, and Don John was another one that I thought was Don quite John. good as well. But yeah, I mean this list. I <laughs> when I looked over like the kind of other, you know, websites and magazines top films of the year. For the amount that I did see last year, it just makes me feel really bad that there are so many that I didn't see that yeah. were on their top, you know, 50 <laughs> films of last year. So this list, of course, doesn't include things like A Field in England, Philomena, Behind the Candelabra, Mud, Rush, Thor 2, Iron Man 3, Les Miserables, and The Hobbit Desolation of Smog, all which I've yet to see. Smog. 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 Smoggy. It just makes me think I'm saying it in, saying it in an Essex <laughs> accent. You did. Smog. Smog. Yeah. As as well as talking about the best films of last year, what were kind of your biggest disappointments? Die Hard Five. Die Hard Five. Yep. Yeah. Awful film. I st- I haven't seen it, and I don't really have any intention to see it. Mm. I think we spoke about it on the podcast before. What was we? it that actually made it so bad? A terrible script. Bruce Lee didn't really care. An outlandish premise. Oh, they're at Chernobyl. Okay, so it, everyone knows. It's full of radiation. Yep, they walk around like there's nothing going on at all, <laughs> which is just bizarre. Um, and yet they're making Die Hard 6, are they not? Have they not they, announced they? that? I don't know. Is it like Star Trek films where every other one is good? Uh, I, I kind of like Die Hard 2. And I liked 4 as well, but yeah, I agree. I one three's almost as good as 1. Yeah. This is probably the same conversation we had at the time. <laughs> at the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were quite a few films that I was really looking forward to that really let me down last year. Even a couple of the Oscar nominees from last year, like I really didn't like Zero Dark Thirty. It's pretty boring. And Lincoln, I was really disappointed in I as well. Seen that. And it's really weird that like that ended up on so many, you know, top ten lists for last year. I it was it was okay, but I just felt it was kind of average. The Wolverine, I was really disappointed oh, by. I quite like that. <laughs> if anything, I actually preferred the the rubbish one before it, the one with Leif Schreiber <laughs> in it. Stoker, I was really disappointed by it because I'm a massive fan of Park Chang-wook and that was his first English language film. Right. Uh, and I don't know, maybe I just didn't get it. It was I, I didn't think it was good. I give it a year, probably the worst film I saw last year. <laughs> Again, I was really disappointed because the two leads that were in it, Rafe Spall, who's been in a lot of, you know, the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost films over yeah. the last couple of years and uh, Rose Byrne, who I think is a terrific actress. They were, it was just an absolutely dire film. Hangover Part 3 was just grim as well. But I think probably the d- the biggest disappointment of last year for me was Man of Steel. Just because yeah. I, I expected so much of it. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. And what did you think? Well, the end. We, I thought we spoke about it before. We the did, ending was just not, oh, there's two people who can't be destroyed yeah. smashing up buildings. Yeah. Like, Killing millions of people in the process. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're smashing up buildings. They can't be. Yeah. <laughs> it, I've still got my hopes that they kind of changed direction for mm. the next one, Batman versus Superman. 
and knowing that Wonder Woman's going to have a fairly prominent role in it and yeah. Lex, Lex Luthor's going to be in it, I think I just hope they don't go for the same tone as they went for for, for this one because it was just completely wrong. It was rubbish. It's an amazing year for films. It, was, <laughs> it kind of had its ups and downs. I think there, there were genuinely a lot of really good films from last year, but... Mm. I think the report card would be like a, a B minus. Could like, do better. Yeah, a lot of promise could do better. So apart from those, what other films have you watched in the last couple of weeks or over Christmas? Just before Christmas, I managed to see Anchorman 2, The Legend ah, Continues. Okay. Is it any good? I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I thought it was great. I, I'm a massive fan of the, the first Anchorman film. Yeah. I think that was actually on my top comedies, top five comedies of all time. Yeah. And I was really apprehensive before I saw it because it's been 10 years since they did the first one. Is it 10 years? 10 years, 2004, the first one came really? out. Yeah, Blimey. I think it was my first year at uni right. it came out. So yeah, I, I was kind of a bit apprehensive about the the way it would go, if the script would be up to much and stuff. Yeah. But it, it really is. It's the best possible reunion. I think it's the best possible film they could have made given right. the circumstances. All the... The characters come back and fit into their old roles brilliantly. It's really cool to see how much they've their careers have progressed in the last yeah. ten years. I think because you know, ten years ago Paul Rudd was very much a supporting character. Now he's been cast as Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell's career's gone through the stratosphere in the last yeah. ten years. Dan Kushner's career he basically is only famous because of Anchorman. <laughs> um, I was reading an interview with with him and he says he he kind of knows that um so, but he's they're all just thrilled to be back in it and it really looks like they're having a great time on screen you know they banter off each other yeah and um, they do kind of replay some of the set pieces really from the first film but not in a way that it makes it feel just rehashed for the sake of it like they kind of there's the scene where um in the first film they're trying Brian Fontana, Paul Rudd's character, is trying to pick out a cologne and they're going like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh I know, Blackbeard's Delight. No, no, London Gentleman. <laughs> and then he goes with Sex Panther, where the famous <laughs> Sex Panther scene comes from. But in this one, they're trying to find a, a condom for Brick to wear right. on a potential date in case he gets lucky. And Brian Fontana goes to his cupboard and it's the same thing. You know, he knocks the cupboard with his elbow and there's all the condoms in there and they go through it. But it's just so excruciatingly <laughs> funny. Um, there were moments genuinely where I tears rolling down my cheeks i laughed so much and so hard uh i think my favorite scene i'm trying to do this without giving any spoilers away is quite near the start of the film where ron's trying to recruit the old team again yeah and it's the point where they're trying to recruit brick which is steve carell's character that whole point from when they try to recruit brick to being in the camper van the winnebago driving on cruise control <laughs> And th there's there's a section of conversation where Brick's trying to join in with them reminiscing, but he actually talks about things that A, he dreamt of, <laughs> or B, things that happen in the future that none of them know is going to happen. And it's, it's just excruciatingly funny. I, I was crying at that bit. I've got to say, I think Brick was my favorite thing about this. And it's quite cool that he's got a, a little subplot to himself. You know, he's, he finds uh, his other half, so to speak, right. played by Kristen Wiig. Um, and yeah, it's it was great. They don't show everything that's in the trailer as well, which I really liked. Good. There's a lot of surprises in there, which were very funny when they come. So yeah, if, if you're a fan of the first film, definitely check this out. You won't be disappointed. Nice. 
and a film that I just saw the other night, which is going to be part of the upcoming Oscar season, was Mandela: Long Walk to Freedom. <sighs> I'm no interest in that whatsoever. Well, why not? Because I don't do biographies or biopics, even. Yeah, biopics. Yeah, no. no interest. Even though it's one of the greatest characters I of the last care. century. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Okay. Don't care. Got nothing to do um, with me. Don't care. <laughs> Uh, it was really good. It's a bit of a shift. It's like the one with Idris, Idris, Idris Elba plays Idris Mandela. Elba. Yeah, but he was awful in Pacific Rim. So I haven't seen Pacific Rim, but a lot of people did say that. Yeah. Um, he is good in this. I think his portrayal of Mandela is really good. The first kind of third of the film, I didn't really care for. Yeah, it it jumps around so much, and if you don't know anything about Mandela, especially his early life, you know that he was married very briefly yeah. when he was younger. He, well, he was married three times throughout his life, but his first marriage was only for like a year or, or two years or so or whatever. If you didn't know that, it doesn't actively tell you that all those things are happening. It kind of jumps in and around the story, his early life and, you know, from his very kind of humble beginnings. But he was actually quite privileged because he was uh, born into, relatively speaking, quite a mm. well-to-do tribal family yeah. um, so he was afforded like a good education he was able to become a lawyer all these kind of things I, the only thing i did like about the start of the film the first third is that it doesn't shy away from the person that he is he's not an incredible human being his entire life he grows into one you know he's a bit of a womanizer and all these kind of things the so film it's hope for you yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> the film really kicks off for me when he gets imprisoned and he goes to robin island and that journey from him becoming into the person that we would know as Mandela, yeah. you know, when he passed away just uh, over Christmas, it is really well captured, I thought. Although, for me, the best acting performance isn't Idris Elba, it's Naomi Harris, who was in Skyfall, yeah, who plays his wife, Winnie Mandela, who's absolutely fantastic. I hope she gets recognised during uh, awards season because she's absolutely amazing and brings a real... I don't want to use the word credibility, but... Uh, gravitas? Gravitas. Uh, real humanity to her role. Yeah. She's quite a controversial figure in South African history, and I think she does the role brilliantly well. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of worth a watch. Nice. Well, I saw Frozen. Oh, is it any good? Nah, not really. Really? No, <laughs> there's no bad guy. Does that necessarily constitute a bad thing? Well, there's no... Um, the re The whole point of the film is is a bit pointless if that makes sense because mm. there's two sisters one of them's got this power that she's hiding and then eventually the power comes out and the whole village is frozen so she goes off because she can't cope with it okay but not in a bad mood or anything okay so she just goes i can't well, i'm going i've damaged the village i'm off so she goes off and then everyone follows her which makes it even worse because she's just going oh no just leave me i'm fine leave me alone and then all these accidents happen even though she's not being bad and then oh, it's just pointless. Really, it's just oh, it's just because I'd heard kind of good things about it that it was. It's a bit like um, Tangled. Have you seen that? I haven't seen Tangled. Again, yeah. I've heard quite good things about Tangled. Tangled is brilliant. Okay, it's really well done. But this is just a, like a version of Tangled, but not as good. Too many stop. Let's have a song bits. Oh, so is it more of a kind of old school musical it's style musical, Disney film? Yeah. Okay. In the first two thirds, there's a lot of musical bits which just stop the film. It's just, it's so by the numbers. Really? Yeah, it's just... Do you feel that they're kind of losing their imagination a little bit? I think so, yeah. 
There's a there's a snowman character in it, which you'll see on the posters. But he and he comes out of nowhere. He just gets created, um, no explanation whatsoever. Just, he's just there. It's really bizarre. But mm. so I didn't like that. The kids loved it though, which is fine. Um, also saw the dissolution of Smaug. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. But I did see the Hobbit part one, an yeah. unexpected journey. Yeah. I watched it on the train journey from London to Glasgow, and I was going back at Christmas. And I really enjoyed it. It's good. I thought it was great because people leveled so much at it that it was like over long, boring. Yeah. You know, what I can understand the reasoning. Why are they making three films out of one book? But I've got to say, three hours long, I enjoyed every single minute of it. I didn't think it was over long. I didn't feel bored watching it. I, th- I thought it was great. I think maybe because The Hobbit was one of the first books I ever read. So it holds quite a special place in my heart. And to see the way that they take so much time and detail over, you know, some things in the book that were only really like a chapter long. Like I loved how much detail they went into in the meeting of the dwarves when they all come over for dinner the first night. We'll save up some of that enthusiasm for the first film. Okay. Because you're going to need it for the second. Is it a bit wearing? It's not very good. Is it not? No. Um, Some of the worst CG I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. There's a there's a scene where they're going down the river in a barrel. You might have seen it on some of the trailers. I've seen it in the trailer. Yeah. There's, there's there's three shots that I saw that looked like they were recorded with a dodgy old GoPro, <laughs> and I, I mean like it looks horribly videoy at this point, and it really grainy. It looks awful. Um, the water effects are terrible. Um, there's a couple of scenes. There's a couple of wide shots where you see them walking across a grassy plain. You can see they've been superimposed. Clearly, even though all of it's digital, there's some stuff with molten gold that looks like something out of a kids' TV program. Really? It just looks... Like, half of it looks unbelievable. Like the whole underground of the uh, Dwarves Cave is impeccable, but then the liquid that's inside that just looks awful. Mm. And you just go, that that looks terrible. Why? Why? Oh. It is a bit long, but... What about in terms of the story? Was the story enjoyable? Yeah, they don't really do much. They kind of go through a forest, they get captured, they escape, they go to a village, they go underground, and he um, does some stuff with the dragon. It's actually, they don't do a lot, but they take a long time to do it. Yeah. Gandalf's not in it very much. Okay. If at all, really. Um, So it was just very disappointing. Mm. Yeah. And what about Benedict Cumberbund's Smoke? Great. That looked great. And again, it was a bit weird. He could have just eaten him straight away. <laughs> this is a massive dragon. Just eat him. Why are you chatting to him? Just eat him. Just felt like they... It's oh, a bit disappointing. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, that's a shame. I, I mean, I definitely will go and check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen the video online of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch when he's... I tried to find it, but I couldn't see it. Acting. I, and I didn't see the point of him doing the motion capture stuff because it's... A massive dragon that has no <laughs> relation to a human walking around whatsoever. Yeah, the dragon looked great though, because mm. you don't see it in the first film. I, I, I again, I like that about the first film that they don't really give too much away. You no. know that it's all like the start of a horror film when the the bad guys yeah. like kind of all smoking mirrors and shadows and stuff like that. I thought it was great. But the other film that I watched, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, have you seen it? I have, yes. I, I thought, I ignored it when it came out because I thought it was just a kid's film. 
uh, I hadn't read the book. And then it was it was just on, so Naomi recorded it and was watching it back. Didn't realise it was done by Wes Anderson. Didn't realise it would be, it is a Wes Anderson film, not a kid's film. It was brilliant. I, I thought it was great. Uh, the only one thing that annoyed me is that it was such an all-American cast because yeah. the Roald Dahl book is, it feels very British. Right. Like a lot of the, it's, it's the same thing with all Roald Dahl books. It's the reason that as much as I love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder and stuff, I wish it had more of a British slant. And that, I think that's what I find so disappointing about Tim Burton's remake of it because it still felt sickly sweet American, not yeah. British. I'd love to see a film version of The Twits and yeah, just make great. it really grisly and Have dirty and British. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> um, but that slight part aside, I, I genuinely think it's one of Wes Anderson's best films. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. And the, the voice cast is, is brilliant. He's brilliant in it. The, the animation as well is just fantastic. Mr. Fox. It's, it's great. It's <laughs> and that great. neatly leads me on to some trailers oh have you seen the trailer for the grand budapest hotel no i haven't his next film mm. looks brilliant well here's a quick rundown of the cast okay okay so we've got ray fines mm-hmm. who looks awesome uh tilda swinton mm-hmm. bill murray edward norton owen wilson jason swartman adrian brody willem defoe jeff goldman tom wilkerson harvey Keitel. Can't go wrong with that. It's really. a good cast. Well, you say that, but then I find Moonrise Kingdom exceptionally disappointing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Nah, it was really boring. It literally felt like Wes Anderson by numbers. I've seen that film done better and more exciting. Uh, maybe about three I haven't or four seen that many of his films. I didn't like. What's the first one with the kid? Rushmore. Yeah, I didn't like that. Rushmore's good, although my favourite ones probably the Royal Tenenbaums, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu. Yeah. They're my favourites. Darjeeling Limited. Or was it Darjeeling Express? No, that's Pineapple Express. No, no, no. There's another one. <laughs> it's Darjeeling um, Limited. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, that was okay. Uh, quite enjoyed that. And there's, I feel like there's another one that I'm missing out. But I, yeah, I, Moonrise Kingdom really, really disappointed me. Again, which is surprising given the cast. I'm a massive yeah. fan of Ed Norton and well, anything with Bill Murray and it's amazing. Yeah. So it's great that he's in all of them. <laughs> But yeah, but that cast does sound good. Harvey Keitel and Jeff Goldblum being in there. Yeah. I'll probably go and see that. Have you seen the trailer for Interstellar? Yes. I think we were talking about this just before Christmas. I've got no idea what it's about. No idea. Wormholes, space time travel. But you don't get that from the trailer. It looks like a space documentary. Yeah. Narrated by Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) So I have to wait and see with that one. Mm. And something I saw today was called Grudge Match. What's that? It's Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and okay. uh, Robert De Niro playing boxers who are having a fight. Mm. Rocky versus Raising Bull. It sounds intriguing, yeah. although I can tell even now it won't be as good as that fight in your head no. that you've just imagined. <laughs> <laughs> so God knows what they're going to do with that. I and how are they going to do the fight scenes? You know, like obviously you've got the training scenes of Rocky doing it to... Yeah. But when they get in the ring, is it going to be slow-mo over classical music in black and white? <laughs> or is it going to be Eye of the Tiger really fast, just like round after well, round every montage? Every shot of Stallone is Eye of the Tiger. Every shot of De Niro is slow-mo. What I'd love to see is them in two different warehouses, but both beating up a massive rack of meat. That would be amazing. That would be so cool. Yes, I'm not sure what to make of that one. It seems a bit... They've already done the old Rocky coming out and fighting thing, haven't they? So, Well, I, I felt Rocky... Balboa, Rocky yeah. Six, was absolutely brilliant. Exactly. I, so it was how the perfect that? close. 
I think they'll probably be parallels. It's, they're not doing it as Rocky, are they? I don't think so, no. I hope not. I mean, they're, they're quite... I, I read through the list of the kind of major films that are due to come out this year. There'll probably be other little indie films that we haven't heard of that'll come out. And it's great this time of year, January, because you get all the Oscar films coming out. So yep. there's quite a few that I'm really looking forward to that kind of did come out towards the tail end of last year, but they'll get bigger releases now. So like 12 Years a Slave, I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska, I really want to see. But there are quite a, quite a lot of other really cool films that I'm excited about this year. The Lego movie, I'm really excited about, <laughs> which is stupid, but yeah, I am. It's one month's time. Yeah. Godzilla, I'm really excited about as well. Yeah, now is Godzilla going to be good even though because we've had Pacific Rim, which was just massive loads of monsters fighting robots. Well, there's no robots in Godzilla. No, so is it going to be as good just one big giant thing? <laughs> when we've already had massive giant things and robots fighting them. So for you, it's quantity, not quality. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we already had a Godzilla film. It's true, but it was rubbish. I liked it. It had Leon. It did have Leon, but it also had Matthew Broderick, who doesn't really make good movies. Right. X-Men Days of Future Past comes out this year. Yeah, that kind of put me off with the trailer. I really liked the trailer. I didn't wait and see with that one. Guardians of the Galaxy. I new Marvel seen franchise. Any, any footage of it yet? So I don't know what's going they on. They haven't. The the only thing that's been released so far was uh, leaked footage from Comic Con. Right. Uh, so it's someone filmed on their iPhone. It looks quite cool. Have you you never seen a raccoon firing a machine gun before? <laughs> it looks pretty awesome. <laughs> Not for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's got a cool cast as well, like Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper, yeah. Vin Diesel. So. Yeah. That'll be quite cool. I'm not so excited about um, the other Marvel films coming out this year. Amazing Spider-Man 2. So-so. You've got the new Captain America film coming out, The Winter Soldier. So-so. Noah's coming out this year as well. I'm quite excited about. I saw the trailer. I don't think... I certainly won't go to the cinema to see it. I think Darren Aronofsky's kind of set a precedent as well because I read the other day that um, Ridley Scott is going to make a film about the Exodus, the Jewish Exodus, starring Christian Bale. It's when they all leave Egypt and cross the Red Sea. Well, but but I took it for that one. (laughs) Well, it's not out till uh, I think it's October, November time. So uh, you can you probably can't pre pre order them already. No, the Expendables three. Take my money now. Just take my money. (laughs) Have have you seen the teaser for it? It's brilliant. (laughs) It's just what I love about it is that. It is not the whole franchise. I've loved both of the films so far. They're rubbish, but they're great because they don't take themselves seriously nope. at all. Nope. It's literally an action hero's wet dream. Yep. And you think after Expendables 2, how can they possibly top it? Oh, they can top <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. It looks brilliant. There's there, there's uh, a new Dave Fincher movie coming out this year as well called Gone Girl. Don't know that much about it, but I'm, he's one of my favorite directors, so I'll definitely check that out. New Wachowski's film coming out this year which i just saw the trailer for i think it got released uh two days ago two or three days ago which is called uh, jupiter ascending which okay. looks quite cool it's got channing tatum and mila kunis in it and the trailer looks quite cool i was a big fan of cloud atlas yeah i love cloud atlas. which kind of got panned by the critics so I, I i'm quite excited to see them yep see what they can do dumb and dumber too Comes out this year as well. I haven't seen any footage from that. Hopefully it's going to be oh, good. Oh, I hope it's more <laughs> in the vein of Anchorman too. Yeah. Uh, see, seeing the stills from the set made me really excited to see them. <laughs> Transcendence is another film that I'm looking forward to. you say Transformers 4. No. God, no. Did um, you hear about Michael Bay on the telly? Part of me 
felt really sorry for him but an even bigger part of me just laughed out loud yeah. at him because you not only have you got um transformers 4 coming out you've also got the teenage mutant ninja turtles live action film coming out this year i'm just like please. the tv show we watch for the kids at the moment is so good that i don't know i don't know if i want to take them to see the film i remember when they made the animated film a couple of years ago and it was just it was so far removed from from what I remember growing up. Yeah, I, I've said before one of my favorite films, genuinely of all time. Like I'm not trying to make a joke here, is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action film from 1990. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I saw that when I was five years old, and it was just my favorite film ever. <laughs> um, but it was quite dark and gritty, yeah. and but it was really well done. I mean, that's the kind of line that I wish they go down and I know they're not going to do that for this film they're aliens from another planet and, yeah, it's, oh, ridiculous. and it's got Megan Fox in it for goodness sake one film that I'm fairly sure you'll be excited about is uh, the sequel to 300 300 Rise of an Empire yes I would definitely go and see that <laughs> uh, come on let's go and see this film who's in it I don't know who's in it let's, just, let's go and watch it it'd be amazing yeah I'm kind of excited for the films that are coming out this year but I think we're all just kind of biding time until 2015, aren't we? Which is the year of the blockbuster. Yeah. So many ridiculously good films. Well, hopefully ridiculously good films that are coming out that year. When's a new Bond film coming out? I'm not actually sure. It might might be. Skyfall was 2012, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It might be. I'm not I'm not too sure. It wasn't listed on the, on the list of confirmed projects by Wikipedia that uh. have got release dates, but um, there's probably a lot of films that will come out this year that haven't got release date so it comes out about october time isn't yeah it? it comes out kind of just before christmas like yeah. october november time I, I i'm quite excited about that it's sam mendes is helming the next one again isn't he yep i'll be excited to see what they do with that yep. so that's it for this episode of the movie digest i have been jq and i've been finn we'll see you later bye